This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. It's Jerry Mason, Kicking Lawyer, and I'm live again for another Law Talk, and I have one of my best good friends with me, so it should be fun, other than we won't be drinking. Uh, at least he won't be drinking. <laughs> but I do want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow our podcast platform and social media platforms. It's Kicking Lawyer pretty much on everything. Uh, really appreciate your support on those all those platforms. We're on TikTok. Uh, and even if you go like, follow, subscribe, share, comment, always helps the algorithms and maybe helps other people find the content. Uh, coming up real soon, we have our 100th episode fundraising event on October 11th, and I'm raising money for the Tipton Arts Council, which benefits the Ruffin Theater. So uh, during that podcast, you will be able to pledge support to the Tipton Arts Council, and we would appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank Michelle Allen. We were just talking about her, me and Ed, about these wonderful mic stands we have. She's your go-to cry-like realtor in the area. If you're trying to buy, sell, rent, lease real estate, Michelle Allen will be glad to help you out. And, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts started in 93. Uh, creates kicking lawyers and black belts alike for multiple years now. We just had a big tournament Saturday that went great. Uh, you can uh, holler at us over there. And then, of course, the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar, which I will be at after this, after the city meeting, because I have to do trivia at 6.30 tonight. So every Tuesday's trivia, every Friday's live music. This Saturday we have a luau followed by a live comedy. It's an open mic night. So if you think you're funny, come on and uh, try us out at the cellar. And, of course, Josh has got Masonite Digital Marketing, where he'd be glad to help you with your online branding presence, website, social media, etc. Just holler at him at masonitemarketing.com. Joining me today is the now a legend, even in our area, Mr. Ed Doyle. How you doing, Ed? I'm great, Jerry. It's good to see you. Thank you. So, Ed, I don't know if he uh, intentionally does this or not. Ed has been an enigma to me, is a good word, because... I've liked you, and we've been friendly, but you're like uh, a unicorn so far, and I'm just trying to wait and see where the spots are. Because, look, this weekend, I, you some of you guys know we had a big storm come through Covington, and so Saturday uh, the storm came through, and I knew I had limbs down and stuff. It's dark. I couldn't really see the damage at my house, and my lights were still on. What I didn't know was it had yanked all the electrical equipment off my house, and there are live wires laying in my yard. So I ran up to the square to assist the people on the square because uh, I'm with the chamber. The chamber was running that event and was going to help the vendors with the damage. So I'm running around on the square, and I didn't realize how bad my own yard was. So anyway, fast forward that morning, we get up, and we see that we've got pretty good damage with, with trees down and can't even get our cars out and uh, the electrical damage and whatnot. And then one of the first people calls me is Ed calls me, and he's like, hey, where are you at? I'm coming to help you. And I'm like, no, 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 because I'm real bad at accepting people's help. Uh, I just feel like you got other stuff to do. And then he shows up with his wife, Julie, and gets to not just standing there, but helping us clear everything and is there till we get it cleared and Julie's getting us fed. And so uh, it was a blessing to Ed that you came and helped us. And, and I know you helped other people. Then he went and did the singing on the square and then, um, and the prayer and then the church under the tree and all that was still going on too. So thank you very much. You're welcome, brother. Yeah. Glad to do it. Really. But I'm still waiting to see the spots, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's, uh, 
that's been a common question in the community. What do you what do you think? Yeah, about what's this, this guy well, doing? I'm not so sure. It seems like yeah, I don't. Well, everybody's got to have. So you're obviously a very successful business guy. So you know you don't need really the money or any of that. I don't know you have political aspirations, and so it's zero, hard. Zero. It's no so chance. hard for people to accept that. And me too. I'm saying this just being honest with you, that somebody is genuinely. Uh, just that vested in helping people and being there in the community. You know what I mean? Like, I'm there in the community, but I live, I've been born and raised here, you know? And I'm real open that all the stuff I do often is to help promote my businesses and stuff too. You know, I'm very transparent about it. And you indirectly are going to get some promotion on that. But, I mean, there's no benefit for you to show up and just help me or some of the people for the Church Under the Tree that, that have maybe less position in, in the, the city than I do, you know? And you're willing to help those. So that, that just says a lot to me. So why? You tell us why. How about that? <laughs> uh, I, I think the ultimate fulfillment in life will never come from serving yourself, but from sacrificing yourself. Um, my wife, Julie, is amazing. And, and we did some premarital counseling with a couple, and we talked about sacrifice and said, what is sacrifice? And, and both of the young, the young, young bride-to-be and the young groom-to-be said, well, it's, it's giving something up. And Julie gave them a different perspective that, that that she loves sacrificing because it's life-giving. That in the model of Jesus, Jesus sacrificed himself to give life. Mm-hmm. And so it is really fulfilling for me. That's where I get my juice, um, is, is um, giving, mm-hmm. serving, um, in ways that some people, it depletes them and it wears them out, and it's just the opposite for me. It, it juices me, it provides me purpose and meaning and energy and... Um, I don't know any other way to be. That's how God wired me, so that's how I am. Yeah, and I think you've told stories before where maybe you weren't always like that. Oh, my gosh, no. I was, uh, and without getting too deep into it, but I was a hot mess. I was a high school dropout and um, an addict and an alcoholic, and uh, I was, your, your dad and mom would never let you hang out with me. They would say you can hang out with with Ben Dickey, but you can't hang out with Ed. <laughs> they did let me hang out with Ben Dickey. <laughs> but you cannot, under any circumstance, yeah. run run with Ed Doyle. That would have huh. been the case, yeah. So. And so the catalyst was? I, I don't know. I mean, I, a lot of the people that I grew up with, Jerry, um, are dead, a lot of them. Car wrecks and overdoses, and, and a couple of them died in prison, and one of them from a, a horrific death, drowned in his own cocaine, had eaten through his nose, and he choked in the middle of the night. And I just, they're all dead. And so I don't really know why, why God spared me. I don't really know, but I know it wasn't to do that. I know it wasn't to be mediocre or, or selfish or self-absorbed. I, I know that um, I believe my, my purpose and my destiny is to sacrifice and serve. And if that's how God wired you and you don't do it, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But in doing it, you find power that doesn't come from within. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I told you, I'm becoming a believer. And you just said something else, too, that you don't you, you didn't realize would indirectly connect with me. But in martial arts, uh, specifically our system, the guy that founded our original system of Taekwondo, H.U. Lee, had a story about when he became a, when he, well, I'll just tell you briefly. When he came to the United States the first time, his instructor had given him a gift. And uh, in Korea, you don't open your present immediately. They wait till they get to their destination and then they open the gift. So he gets to the United States and he opens it and it was a bar of soap and a candle. And he was like, this is weird because in America we got light, there's water, you know, it's been an okay gift in Korea, but not so much here. Why is he giving me this? Well, he fails the first time he comes to the U.S. He's, he's trying to spread Taekwondo across the world. It's not effective. He has to go back. 
Well, he gets lucky enough that there's a second time he gets to come, and again his instructor gives him a gift, gets over here, it's a bar soap and a candle. And he said that at that point, that's when he realized what his instructor was trying to tell him, that in order to be successful, just as the candle sacrifices itself to give us life and the soap sacrifices itself to clean us, he has to give of all himself to be a real martial arts instructor. Gives me chills to think about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, the same message uh, in sort of that you're spreading on why you feel fulfilled is in order to be, to, to to get like you say get your juices flowing and all that. It's just self self sacrifice. Yeah, and in in that same analogy, let's just take the candle. A candle doesn't lose its flame by sharing its light with another candle. Yeah. Right, and another candle, and another candle. So. I don't know. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This, right? That's that's kind of the. I like it. I like it. And another thing you're doing at Sacrifice, you can tell everybody about, is uh, we got the spot, uh, the scholarship thing, and the cart with the car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me about that. So, um, you and I have had, you know, some some kind of ongoing banter about branding and, and, mm-hmm. and how that fits into an overall marketing and, and plan, and and I, and I think you know it in some ways diminishes the altruistic nature of what you're trying to do because somebody says, well, you know, he's trying to help his business or he's trying to market in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, let's start. We did a flag retirement ceremony, had uh, 150 people. Senator Paul Rose spoke, uh, Shannon Beasley spoke, Mayor Justin Hansen spoke. Um, um, we had living veterans from World War II, Andy Donovan, 98 years old now, mm-hmm. I think, Battle of the Bulge. Uh, uh, Korea, Vietnam, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, all of them. And and um, the flag is one of the core branding elements that 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 we, we associate with our business. Well, am I trying to sell Chevrolet trucks because I'm honoring the flag? No. No. And so I, I want it to be associated with that. For, for many personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And the other branding cornerstone of, of our business is education. And so when we met with the superintendent of schools, John Combs here and the superintendent of schools in Haywood County and asked, how can we help? Um, we came up with this design to give a car away um, to a high school junior or senior. Uh, and then uh, William Allen Wooten and, uh, and his family and Nick House joined us with a $2,500 scholarship in memory of William's grandfather, Alan. Uh, so Wooten Tractor and in-house coffee roasters are $2,500 scholarship for a kid in public schools in Tipton or Haywood County. And then Brad Carlisle came alongside us and said, I'm, I'm in, I'll, I'll give $1,000 too. And so it really is just about trying to improve outcomes on things that the state measures in our public schools and, and trying to get kids excited about actually taking the ACT test, which is easy not to get excited about the ACT test. Yeah, it's very easy not to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you never asked the kicking lawyer to donate money for the uh, scholarship. So you and I kind of have this agreement that, that we, we, we don't, don't really, really, we don't really ask, ask each other, other for money. <laughs> <laughs> we just show up when we need help. Yeah, you yeah, show yeah. up and I show up. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, still, I might be able to do something like that, though. I can't have other lawyers doing stuff that I'm not doing, you know? Yeah. So you anyway. want me, you want me to break down the whole program just real quick? Well, yeah, I kind of wanted for folks to know yeah. exactly how to benefit from it. Yeah, so because Josh will make a clip out of this that then can be used. Cool. So uh, the program is called Keys to Success, and it is sponsored by Express Chevrolet and Covington Express Chevrolet Buick GMC in Brownsville, and it is designed for high school juniors and seniors in Tipton County and Haywood County Public Schools. There are four. 
Covington, Brighton, Munford, and Haywood High School in Brownsville. And so the state requires every student to take an ACT test. And kids that aren't college bound don't care. And so they Christmas tree the test and they put their head down on the desk and sleep until they can go home. And um, unfortunately, the state gives attaboys, you know, and funding mm-hmm. to schools based on ACT performance. And so to find a way to energize kids to get enthusiastic about doing better on ACT, um, really Marcus Heaston was kind of instrumental in developing the plan, but every kid has a projection. So if your projection is 15 and you hit 15, you're registered to win this car. Uh, the state has a benchmark of 21, a composite score of 21 is the waterline the state puts up there. So if you hit 21, you got a second registration for the car. Um, and then at 30, those are kids that are primarily college bound. They're, they're gonna go to school after high school. Um, you're automatically registered without an essay, without filling out any paperwork for one of the two scholarships, $2,500 in honor of Alan Wooten and $1,000 from Brad Carlisle State Farm. So we'll sponsor ACT study days. We'll, we'll, we'll partner with local businesses and cook hamburgers and bring them breakfast and we'll do anything we can to put some energy behind kids studying, taking the exam a second or even third time and using their highest score to to get a chance to win a a brand new 2022 Chevrolet Trax. There it is. Keys to success. Nice. Yes, sir. So the car specifically, though, was that they're just in the – I missed that part. I heard on the scholarships the ACT score, but is it just entered to win it based on the ACT score? score? Yeah, so kids don't have to – if you you hit your your projection – what they predict you will do. Hit that on a composite score, you're automatically registered. Hit 21, you're registered twice. Mm-hmm. Um, hit 30, and you're no, registered. No, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, you're right, because a lot of the kids don't care about it, and a lot of people are scared of the standardized test anyway. And I have my own opinion of them in general, but you're not wrong. The state gives funding and other benefits that would help everyone if the the ACT test, the AT, ACT scores in general ele- was elevated yeah. by everybody. Yeah. So, um I made a 20, uh, this just is for all you kids that are thinking that uh, you'll never be anything because you're ATC score, ACT score. I made a 21 the first time I took the ACT. You get two registrations. And I took it. A, I took a, pre, a Kaplan prep course and, and got a 22. That's, that was my max ACT score. Yeah. So I remember that. I remember being embarrassed because uh, my friend Aaron took it a, a, in, a, in a, let's just say, an altered state. And got a 36. <laughs> in an altered state. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was in an altered state. Maybe that helped. I don't know. But anyway, he, he got a he got a 36 on it. And um, my ex, she got a 20, I think she had a 27 or 28. And then my wife got a 29 or 30. Madeline was pretty smart. She got something on up there. Madeline is pretty smart. She is smart. Well, but let, let me back up. The possible exception that she married you. That's, that's true. You talk about there. a blessing. That was the best <laughs> sale I ever pitched right there was getting that. But uh, uh, what I was going to say is I think that, again, smart. She is very smart, obviously. But there are different types of intelligence, I think. And whereas I think I am intelligent in some ways, there are other ways that are tested via standardized testing, which makes me look like I'm not, that yeah. I'm a moron. So yeah. I just don't want, I hate that when kids are are basing their value in life or what their future options are based on standardized test scores. Yeah. But I think or vocational that, aptitude testing. Or yeah, any yeah, other all, testing all, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, even the bar exam, yeah. you know, these things yeah. that'll make you think, oh, you're, uh, you're not going to be a good lawyer or whatever. So 
Yeah. I can tell you this, we did, we have done, uh, of the four schools, we have done two high school assemblies. Um, Dr. Courtney Fee at Munford High School was gracious enough to allow uh, me to, to address the entire student body. We had 1,200 kids in the gym, and they were hype. <laughs> uh, homecoming weekend, and they were hype. And then uh, Principal uh, Brittany Avent at Haywood High School in Brownsville uh, l let me speak to about 300 kids, and the response has been, I mean, overwhelming. Kids, mm -hmm. who's my ACT instructor? How do I get a study guide? How, how? It's been pretty cool. That's good. Well, I think that's the kind of stuff you'll tell your grandkid. Like, yeah. when I was in high school, I want a car. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know anybody that want a car. Yeah. I think it's a great yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And you and I have yeah. talked before about how that car equals freedom. Correct. It's a, literally a vehicle to a whole different life for a lot of people. And if, yeah. the, if, if a kid that comes from more difficult circumstances than you and I live in wins that car, it can be life-changing. Yes. It ought to be cool. It ought to be really cool. We're super excited about it, man. Yeah. And the car's been as many places in Tifton County as Budget Batman. Can we just be real? <laughs> well, uh, you know, Budget Batman was going to make an appearance Sunday at the Heritage Festival in, in the dunk tank, and then that got scratched. And I thought that when I did that, I'd probably do whatever you need me to do or Budget Batman would do for the car and because uh, uh, I'm all about co-promoting that. So before I retire the cape, because, you know, I'm thinking next year I'm going to be like Dollar General Superman or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to give Superman some run. You yeah, can't help no. it's in your blood. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, blood. it's hard to hide that it's me, though, when I'm if I'm doing the <laughs> Superman outfit. So, uh, all right, so I want to talk about something we, we sort of touched on last time you were here because we started to get a little deep, and I think that was before you really knew me where you knew I didn't care. I'll talk about whatever. <laughs> but uh, uh, the church under the tree. Yeah, man. So I've been coming, yeah. and I haven't been as regular recently as I need to be. But We don't, I, we don't take attendance. Just right. so you know, there was a lady today. came the, When I was coming in from uh, after lunch, it was right, right at 1 o'clock. And she goes, do uh, you recognize me? And uh, said who she was. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. And she said, well, I came to see you at Church Under a Tree Sunday. Mm -hmm. And you weren't there, and it made me feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, my house kind of got blown down, but <laughs> I was kind of still dealing with that. Because after you showed up, I was definitely going to come Sunday. Yeah. But I was still trying to get the power stuff set yeah, up and, and, and excuses, but I didn't make it. But for those of you that don't know, I'll let Ed go into detail on it. But so Ed's from Louisiana, and he'd started it there as a ministry he calls Church Under the Tree. And he really called me on my bullcrap on organized churches. And I don't actively go to a, a church, and part of it's because I feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy there. And I also sometimes don't agree with them doctrinally on the way they interpret certain things. And I just struggle with a place that's jo so judgmental of people when Jesus wasn't. And so Ed called me on all of it on the last podcast. I was like, I got the answer. And, you know, we got this Church Under the Tree thing. We're meeting Fraser Park Sundays at three o'clock, and anyone can come. He and his wife Julie come. They feed everybody. Rod Hickman's there. He and his wife are active and involved in it. And he gives a. It's not really even a. Uh, I want to say it's preaching. It's uh, more of a discussion on some issue from the Bible. Anyway, so it's been a really good thing for me. My wife and I go. We enjoy it, and I have seen it change the lives of people already. Uh, the lady, I won't mention her name, but that came to help even Sunday. How cool was that? That was awesome that they'd show up and help like yeah, that. Yeah, so folks that we're serving from the Fraser Park area mm -hmm. show up at your house, called Julie and said, what are you doing? So Julie said, well, we're, 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 we're trying to help some folks. Well, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And she came with, with both of her Sure, reinforcements, sons. and they were well, great help. Yeah, Robin was... Robin and Madeline tore it up. Yeah, was, yeah. I just thought that was super cool. Yeah, no, that was... Awesome. Yeah. And I've seen the changes in her life, and it just shows, you know, even if that one soul alone is that affected by it, it's just a great thing. So, but anyway, if you want to give them your take on Church Under the Tree, 
Yeah, so uh, just real quick, I, I pulled my phone out because we, we, we have shirts that we just give away. Mm -hmm. And on the back of the shirt, it says, Love thy neighbor, thy homeless neighbor, thy Muslim neighbor, thy black neighbor, thy white neighbor, thy gay neighbor, thy Jewish neighbor, thy Christian neighbor, thy atheist neighbor, thy racist neighbor, thy addicted neighbor, church under a tree, TN. And so the, the, the body of Christ doesn't look like me. It looks like our community. It looks like us. And that's believers. Jesus never ran into a Christian. He didn't meet one, right? There, mm -hmm. there was no denomination. There was no Christianity didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so we try very hard to, to, to do church like Jesus did, to sit under a tree and have a meaningful discussion about how the power of the Holy Spirit and through faith in Jesus Christ can transform lives. Mm -hmm. And so how can you take the stuff that's in the Bible that you can't understand and, and chomp it up into such a way that, okay, I can now process that, but more importantly, I can apply that to my life and not only change my life, but change the life of others around me in a transformational way that can be, can be sustained. And that sounds like a lot. We're serving, four, I don't know, Jerry, 40 kids a At week? At least. Probably 40 yeah. or 50 kids a week. A lot of them just come through for the food and, yeah. keep, and keep rolling. That's okay. Um, well, I still, even that, though, is they're getting a good, a positive taste on uh, not just religion, but, well, and we're all different people, too. You know, like there's a, there's a different races coming there. You've got drug folks there. You've got gangbangers coming through. Like, it literally is. Like, the first couple of times I was there, if you remember that... Uh, I got approached about arresting some folks. <laughs> that one lady wasn't going to let me go. This Margaret. She wasn't going to let me yeah. go. You thought she was saying uh, something else, but she was saying, yeah, you yeah, arrested, arrested me. I, I, you know, I didn't know. She'd come up, she's saying whatever, and I was like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. She's like, no, you you, you a cop. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not a cop. I, I'm a defense lawyer. And she's like, you a cop. You arrested me. Yeah. <laughs> she remembered. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. I don't Yeah, so there's preachers me. there. There's kids there. There's... Black there, there's white there, there's young there, there's older, there's seekers, there are non-believers. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's how Jesus did church. He'd gather under a tree with the Pharisees, the, the church folks, the Pharisees mm -hmm. and Sadducees and the tax collectors, the whores and the drug dealers, and just have a conversation about about how can you use this, this mystical, supernatural power of God to transform your life and change the trajectory you're on into, into something that's... This whole, a lot well, I, I enjoy it. I even literally from the very first one you did, I think about it daily because mm -hmm. I pray every day. And that very first one was on how we pray. Mm -hmm. And I still think and to some degree struggle with not making it monotonous, not the same thing. You know, and um, yeah. like the hand uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. acronym you came yeah. up with that very, yeah. I remember it, the very first one, I literally think about it every day. So, I mean, I think that regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, you know, we have preachers that come. I know yeah. two at least local ministers that are there pretty regularly. Three that pr pretty much come mm -hmm. on, on a regular. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, it's a great opportunity if any of you want to go. I can personally attest that it's worth the, the hour. Three um, o'clock every Sunday, Fraser Park. And then I think Fraser Park. And then I think the other thing, Jerry, is the kids that we serve. They're all kind of asking the same question. What's this guy up to? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, who is who is this guy? What what are what are they doing? So Julie and I started this ministry in in Baton Rouge five years ago, and it's it's thriving there. But we came to Covington, and and there's no parking garages. We serve a lot of heroin addicts. There's heroin addiction is is here, but it's not prevalent. It's mm -hmm. not the biggest uh, drug related issue. Um, and so, um, what is he up to? And I think the answer to both those in the community and those in the church under a tree community is, 
I'm just trying to love on you enough where I can share the gospel. At some point, you're going to ask me, man, what are you? Where do you? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Because for me, it's Jesus. Yeah. Well, you, you know, uh, you've been a, um, what's, what's a good word for it? Like an onion for me, because there's layers to you. <laughs> so what I mean is when I first got to talking with you the very first time, I looked at you, and I still look at you as a mentor, but I looked at you as, oh, he's a successful business guy. I'm looking for someone that can help take me, uh, help help me address problems that I don't even know exist yet as you grow a business, right? And so obviously I know that that's there with you. But what I didn't look for, or not necessarily was a friend or a, uh, even a community leader or spiritual leader, those kind of things. So those things have all come as I feel like my friendship with you have grown um, and I do feel like you're my friend. Like, I honestly, real? yeah, I honestly have very few people that I think are friends. But if somebody will show up on a Sunday and, uh, you know, help me cut a tree up uh, without me asking, which was a big deal, unprompted, then, uh, and that's not the first time you helped. You know, you helped with the Comic-Con, too, helping us load tables and stuff, and there's no acclaim for any of that. So that, to me, is a good sign. But then still, I was like, what's up with this Ed guy? So, <laughs> so Julie and I were really disappointed that you and Madeline didn't come with a sleepover. Right on Sunday night oh, yeah. with no power. Yeah. Pillow fight, build a little right, pillow fort or whatever. Yeah, you were gonna do some. Uh, we we're gonna do masks with yeah, each other. Is that right. what it was? Whiskey was not coming. The pig, the pig was yeah, not on yeah. the invite list, man. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Well, they got the power up. Yeah, it didn't yeah. say that. Ed was wanting us to come stay. Now, see, maybe that would have seen. I would have seen what was up if I'd come over there. But, but we got power on, and we were good to go. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah man. So tell me about uh, Brownsville. So Brownsville's doing ex- extraordinarily well. Um, you know the the Co- Covington being being our first location, there was never a thought that we would dig in in West Tennessee. It was kind of an outpost, but but Covington opened their arms for us, and we just experienced uh, um, a tremendous amount of success in, in both in the way we were able to connect with the community, but but the 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 amount of support that we got in our business, and so uh, it became clear and obvious that our our business model was going to change and we would not be centered in Louisiana. Um, And so we have a second location now. We bought Donnie Hatcher Chevrolet Buick GMC in May. Uh, And and the the general manager and managing partner there is a man named John Dillon, who I've known for a long Mm -hmm. time. John's a young guy, super talented. You met him. Yeah, I did. He's Um, a nice guy. And they're they're, uh, digging in in Haywood County, you know, met with uh, Bill Rawls, the the mayor of Brownsville, and David Livingston, the county executive, and and uh, David David Prince, others, just trying to to uh, to leverage what God has given us into some way that can benefit the community. Um, super excited! It's been a great launch. Um, first few months have been again beyond beyond any projections we had as a business model, um, and we're not done. Um, we're digging in in West Tennessee, and so. Um, I'm, I'm on a non-disclosure agreement about details, but but there there will be another announcement before the end of the year. Hmm. Um, well, we're, we're all in, man. I'm curious about this because I, I appreciate that, man, and I see what you're doing in our community, and that's great. I think more folks coming and lending a hand and being successful are great for the community. Positive growth is what we want, which is what we'll talk about next in a minute about what we're going to go to. Mm-hmm. But the last question I have is uh, uh, in, in regards to that. And I think you and I have touched on it before, not here, but I think in private I may have asked you. So Blue Oval City is Ford. Yes. It's a big Ford thing. And are you yes. guys not weighing that that might influence more Ford folks than Chevy folks? Or do you think it matters? Or It does not matter. And mm-hmm. so I kind of, I mean, I think, I think and I, I don't mean to say that people are uninformed, but like one of my own 
family member said, man, I, wish, I bet you wish you'd have bought a Ford dealership. And I said, you really? No, you don't get it. So, yeah. Oh, I don't. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. So um, Ford is going to have a massive generational change. In fact, I mean, never again, never before impact on West Tennessee, on Covington, on Brownsville, on Arlington, on Jackson, on, on, on Paris, on every, every place in West Tennessee. Um, and so what does that mean? Well, that means that, that at this point, um, secondary tertiary jobs, they're talking about 70,000 jobs. Ford has designed a business model at the mega site um, that, that any vendor, any supplier that they own 25% or more are gonna be required to be on site. At this point, there are 26, in addition to SK, which is their partner, battery partner from mm -hmm. Korea and Ford. And then um, they're strongly encouraging and giving preferential treatment to those vendors who they don't own 25% of to be close. Mm -hmm. And so the the extended job count is is 70,000. There, are, Jerry, there are 25,000 construction workers with a, a total payroll of 1.8 billion dollars. And so do all of those people and the businesses and services that are going to be required to serve those people, uh, additional NAFIs. Um, additional Walmarts, Chick-fil-A's, Sonics, all those. Do, do those people have, have to buy a specific brand of car? Or, or do they buy what they prefer, a Toyota, a Honda, a, a Chevrolet? And so the dry cleaners and the, and the, work, the workout facilities, the gyms, all of mm -hmm. the things that are necessary to make a community vibrant and sustainable, those people are not tied to the plant. Mm -hmm. Those people are tied to the rising tide that the plant gives, both economically and population growth. And so we're we're super bullish, and, and I'm all in. I'm com I couldn't be more committed. It, it's got all my attention and all my money and all everything I got in the world is I'm I'm, I'm rolling on West Tennessee. And, mm -hmm. and let's see. Well, I'm the same way. I'm all in too. Yeah. It's just I was curious with it being a Chevy thing because I know you told me before you're not a car guy. I'm I'm really not. Yeah. I'm a sock guy, so I'm, I'm today. I'm, you want to see? I can't. Let's show see what you me. got. I'm rocking Thor today. Nice. I'm rocking Thor hammer today, Marvel nice. series. Yeah. yeah, the ones that I gave you, you can't really wear everywhere. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and then I, I will say this word, and it's not like it's going to be shocking, but Michelle Allen, one of your sponsors, gave uh -huh. me a pair of socks that says, "I love this damn town." <laughs> and I, <laughs> I should have worn them today because I'm going to a meeting at yeah. City Hall. I should have worn those. So I speaking did. of that, I don't yes. know what you do or don't want to say on it, um, because. We are all stakeholders in the meeting that's coming. Yes, sir. And I don't think that a lot of people realize it, but at, what is it, is it 5.30? Yes, sir. 5.30 at Covington City Hall. They're having the Border Alderman meeting, but there's, uh, there's I think there's a vote today on uh, approval for this annexation plan that they have. And uh, you can tell us whatever you do or don't know or want to say sure, about that. Sure, So I, I have become, uh, I've been drinking out of a fire hose. I have met with. I'm guessing I'll ballpark at 50 people in and around Covington. Um, people that you know and people that you don't know. People mm -hmm. from the Fraser Park area and people, uh, every elected official that would have a voice, the school system, every, everybody, um, just to try to get some real input as to what they feel. Um, and I've come away from that with um, a, a, an almost unfallible and unswervable commitment that our, our community needs a plan. Um, the county, Jeff Huffman, has uh, engaged a company out of Memphis called LRK, and LRK is brilliant. I've been able to spend a little time in a room with them, and they've done some incredible municipal planning. And so they're under contract with Tipton County. Um, 
Additionally, they're under contract with Brownsville and Haywood County um, to do a similar um, municipal growth plan. Uh, and the city of Covington sits on the, on the edge of a discussion, should we annex this property and how should we annex it and with no plan, mm -hmm. no plan. Um, and so um, I guess the, the one thing that I'm probably not gonna swerve on is um, we get a chance to determine who we're gonna be in 2030. Yeah. And, and if we forfeit that, um, the sprawl that took the livelihood and the essence of the community of Spring Hill, Tennessee away will we'll come to us. Mm -hmm. there, there's just too many examples where, um, where uncontrolled growth has taken away the essence of the community that you and I love. So I think people, right, at, at some point, like, man, I moved from an outsider to a newcomer. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm, my name's not, not tied to generational roots in Tipton County. Um, but I don't think it's gonna matter in three years because I think the hinge on which Tipton County is gonna turn will be, man, did you live here before Blue Oval? Did you come after? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm all in, and my, my passion is to make sure that we get a chance as, as people of this community to determine what Covington looks like in five years rather than to allow an, an outside company or, or a developer to determine who we are and who we're going to be. Yeah. Well, and what Ed and I are referencing is at that meeting, they're going to be talking about near the Burt Johnson area. That's where the old CIAA, I think it's Charger Academy now is. There's a, the museums up there, a few things. And Sports they're, they're talking about at the end, uh, multiple acres have been purchased by a Memphis developer. And that developer, they're wanting to approve that it's annexed into the city. But we don't really know what the developer's plan is for the property. So it could be low-income housing. It could. They're, they're really wanting to make sure there's enough space where there are big enough homes to justify the, the type of development we want. Because what I tell people is this. We're either going to get improved school systems and improved um, utilities and shopping and dining, or we're going to end up with check cash in places and liquor stores and you know, things that tend to be a sign of a, a, a economy depressing. And, you know, some people are going to feel that ripple no matter what because you're going to have positive growth and what I call negative growth. And so this is an example where if it's the wrong kind of housing, it starts to pull us towards what I consider negative growth. So that's why people have questions because it's being rushed to a vote. And although no one else is saying it, we're like, why? Uh, why is it being pushed to a vote? So Ed has asked, well, and I'm asking anybody that's interested, you know, be involved in this. Don't just sit there. You can come now. This is live. So here in, what, an hour? Less than an hour. We're going to have the meeting at um, the City Hall, and you guys are citizens. If you're a citizen of Covington, come in. Some people are going to speak and give their position on it, and you can listen and weigh the facts yourself. Your opinion may be different than us, which is great, because we're not against uh we're not against growth. I, I am as pro-growth Yeah, me as too. I'm super, super pro-growth. And, and if I can, I will share with you that I, I think in, in a master plan, there are places in Covington for, like I've talked to some folks. I know the area down by the old water depot is, uh, is a floodplain, but you can build there and you can build townhouses with architectural cues that really complement the historic district. And, and a sandwich shop and a nail shop uh, underneath. I, I think those types of condo dwellings would be really, really attractive near Dyersburg State where you've got some amenities. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not opposed to any type of growth. It's coming. Mm -hmm. And Covington has, we're in the catbird seat. 
we're not going to miss out. We have sewer capacity. We have water capacity. We, we will grow. Mm-hmm. The conservative estimates are the 2020 census, Covington was 8,663 people, and the conservative estimates are 15,575 by 2030. And so growth is coming. The mm-hmm. question is, do, do we, as the people who love this community, get a voice in what our community will look like in 2030? And the answer is yes, but not if you forfeit it. If, mm-hmm. you, don't, if you don't become informed and become engaged, decisions will be made about the, the community that we love that will impact us. We'll be agents of change mm-hmm. or victims of change, and we get to choose that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, That's like, my sermon. I preach, don't I? Come no, on. No, I, I like it, Ed. It's I like true, it. man. I like it. Uh, and, and there's uh, some other things I wanted to get uh, to talk about, but I'm going to have you come back again. We're going to pause it <laughs> so that I have you come back again because I, I know we got to go to this other thing. I've also got to pl- prep for the trivia tonight if I'm coming to this meeting because I won't be able to uh, in between. Can I share so, my onion story about you? Sure. And so initially, um, because you and I are both kind of polarizing, right? We both kind of are. People, People are either either attracted or repelled yeah. um, initially by, by the energy that you have or that I have. And so uh, initially I, w- I, was, uh, I was amused. You know, I thought that's, he, he, what a great shtick, you know, he's kind of, uh, and then I got to know you. And there is a, for those of you who haven't taken the time to get to know Jerry, there's a depth and a, and a, and a breadth. You're very well read. Um, you have a, an incredibly giving heart. Um, you got a great sense of humor. You are a creative, um, really kind of kind of a creative mastermind, kind of a creative genius. And it has been interesting watching how our relationship has grown because I care a lot about you and Madeline. I really do. Well, that means a lot to me, Ed. And I'll be honest with you, what most people don't realize is I don't allow most people to know me, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's much easier to be the funny, hey, hey, look yeah, at that, the serious, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's effective for businesses. You don't get hurt as bad when you don't let folks in, you know, and um, it just works out better. So it's it's very interesting to me, though, how many people, how, how easily people will believe certain things that they see or feel that things that I view as... Um, a facade on not a facade it's 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 all a part of my personality but they take it to heart like it's a yeah. you know it's yeah. a serious thing yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just funny when they don't know you know they don't they don't know me they don't know it's like i had a guy I had a, they had this experience this weekend um the guys that came so j-rod came over with a guy uh, to work on my electricity right and this guy's 30 i think and this guy hasn't known me Joe, j-rod's known me forever so j-rod knows knows me like mm-hmm. he knows what i will and won't mm-hmm. won't do for folks and he knows uh, my background. Anyway, and this guy was making some comment um, it had to do with money, and he just assumed that I have all this money and everything. And I said, uh, I didn't have AC till a year ago. I didn't have air conditioning. And again, a year ago, if you'd asked somebody, they'd have thought I'd live in some mansion that's yeah. got, and, and it's just. Because you're a lawyer. And you got. Yeah, yeah. When they don't realize that it was built from, uh, well, but the fancy car was even I got on sale. So well, it's just funny to me that you say that because uh, people do, and, and I am polarizing. I would say more so than you. It's like I, I was telling, was it you come up with it? Somebody said, 
on being in the dunk tank, they'd probably rather dunk the kicking longer than kicking they would, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, would, yeah. They would uh, the budget Batman. So listen, before you kick me out, I got one yeah. more shameless plug. Are you let me do it? Yeah, no, go ahead. So Friday, I'm not trying to rush you. Yeah, I just want no, you to have bro, time, we, and i got to have 20 minutes I'm, to do trivia. I'm completely good. I, okay, I like good. It, spending time with you, and we don't get enough. Yeah. Um, on Friday night, this Friday night, September 30th, from 9 to 11 at the Life Center at the First United Methodist Church, um, the, the first this year, the first, it's called Fifth Quarter. And so we've had uh, Cameron Hall, uh, the assistant uh, basketball coach at Covington High School works for the coach department and Emma Burns, the youth pastor there. And, and I have met um, from 9 to 11 after uh, uh, after uh, Covington beats the brakes off Dyersburg. Um, we're going to be uh, free food, loud Christian rap music, full court basketball, uh, a Sony PlayStation challenge, a paint station, some karaoke. Maybe you'll stop by. And I'll do- be there. Do a martial arts. We we, we don't have the. We're not doing anything competitive this time, so I'll be able to be there. Yeah, be able to do some yeah. some some demonstration or talk with the kids about, and 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 what, so what, where did that come from? Well, it came from the shooting last year that occurred on that corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC Mason, one of the one of the leaders on the Covington High School football team, uh, was in a car that got shot up pretty good after the young Dolph murder in in Memphis, mm-hmm. uh, right by the Methodist Church, right by the police station. So the first. Baptist used to do that, but um, I reached out to Matt Butler and and Cliff Marion, and they said we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna back up and and let let you take the lead on that. So um, Turquoise Paintbrush has provided some really cool Covington Chargers paint right stuff, and uh, Rhapsody has given some a little bit of a little bit of support with some food, and then we'll we'll feed everybody for free. If you're a middle school or high school kid or parent of a middle schooler or high school from 9 to 11, Friday night, after the Covington football game, First United Methodist Church, fifth quarter. It's going to be lit. Sweet. Well, I'll there be is. there. There's my, there's my and plug. My, and uh, that reminded me of a plug. So <laughs> Friday we do have the live music, and so you can come listen to the live music at the cellar and then go to the fifth quarter because uh, we're doing our regular menu, nothing late. Saturday, however, and you and Julie are welcome to come, we're having a luau on our patio at the cellar and it's sort of to say goodbye to summer you know we're hoping the weather's holding up still a little bit but we figured we'd do a little luau and then that night at 9 p.m we're gonna have live open mic stand-up comedy so if you think you're funny i've already got i think five or six comedians lined up they're local these are local people that are just gonna get up there and try their hand at stand-up can you tell comedy. can you tell me who thinks they're funny tell me right now uh, who you got well i tell you i will tell you one of them james uh-huh. My James partner, Harden. James. He does think he's funny. He thinks funny. he's funny. He's he thinks one of he's them. funny. He does. And then there's a guy, Andrew, that works for us in there who's going to do it. I had a guy message me today, another comedian. Now, I usually stand up there and just talk about people. He's talking about something. I don't know if it's funny or not. The, the last one that you missed, Ed, and this is probably good because it could have changed all these great things you said about me, but my parents were in there on my last one. And, uh, you know, my dad's 70, he'll be 72 this October. And uh, my mother is 67 or 8. Anyway, I told a story about when I was 11 or 12 and recall when their bed broke for a certain reason. And I recounted that, and then they're sitting there during this. And so I tell the joke, and a couple people laugh and look at my parents, and they're going, uh, <laughs> You're thought, unrestricted. You're grounded. Anyway, 
Hey, listen, so, Ben yeah. Dickey is funny. I know with no, he's super smoking. funny. I know he is smoking. super funny. Yeah, homie needs to grab a mic on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. And, so and it's funny you say that because when we were kids, that's what he was known for. He's funny. Ben was the funny guy. He's you know, because I grew up with Ben from like six on. We were buddies. Yeah. Uh, we spent the night. I probably spent the night with Ben more than any other buddy growing up. Me yeah. and Ben were really tight. Um, and he's a great dude. And they don't even he look the a, same now. He's a great dude. I wonder if he's as funny smaller though. Because, you know, a lot of times you're funny when you're big. You know, Luther but... Vandross was really talented, fat Luther and yeah, skinny Luther. So I'm yeah. thinking Ben's probably got a little game still. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> there you go, Ben Dickey. It's a challenge. Yeah. Sometimes he's on here. I don't see yeah. him on here right now. But if any of you want to, come do some comedy. Yeah. So, well, Ed, thank you so much for joining us. I'm serious from what I started with in the beginning. Uh, it was a huge deal to me and Madeline that you guys would show up and help us. If anything you know, sealed you with me. I think it was the fact that you, you definitely do have a servant's heart. Because I know a lot of things you do that people don't know about that's a benefit. And like I said, I've seen how it's transformed certain people in the community that otherwise had been overlooked, you know, and there's no benefit to you for that. It's just being kind. So, uh, but I appreciate that. And uh, I'm going to try to be, I've missed the last couple of church under the trees, but I got it on my calendar to go this Sunday. So. 3 p.m. every Sunday at Fraser Park. I know where you are. There it is. So I want to thank my guest, Ed Doyle. I want to thank you guys for watching. I want to remind you to like, follow, subscribe to our content across, across social media platforms. We're also on all podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. When you comment and help, it really helps our, our show and the algorithms. And, of course, we're on TikTok. Don't forget that our 100th episode is going to air October 11th, and it's a fundraiser to benefit the Tipton Arts Council. All you got to do is pledge during that show, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, a dollar, whatever, and we'll get, you, we'll get you collected on that. And it'll be a little longer than normal. Josh is setting up the guests. I don't even know who they are. Yeah, some of them are surprise guests. Surprise! So. Yeah. Michelle Allen, maybe she'll be a surprise. She's our longtime sponsor and go-to and loves coming to the cellar. Michelle, I love when you come to the cellar because you spend a lot of money. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but she's your go-to realtor. And, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. Thank you guys for supporting the tournament recently. Uh, we had a lot of sponsors, and we had a really good city support, too, for that. So appreciate that. And, of course, I just mentioned I'll be at the cellar tonight for trivia. Starts at 630. Uh, Friday night, so we have live music. Thursday nights, ladies' nights, Saturday nights, all kinds of stuff going on. So hopefully you guys will join us there. And then, of course, Mason Night Digital Marketing. Josh will help you with your brand. If you want to work on anything online, digital, presence, he'd be glad to help you. So thank you guys for uh, joining us. What have I got next Tuesday, Josh? Next Tuesday is episode 99, and your guest is the legendary Josh Mason. So. Oh, I get my brother's the guest. You guys actually get to see him. Yeah, yeah. we have Olsen over here on the controls. We're we to look, train him on We look identical. Me, me and Josh are twins. People yeah, get you, us confused. You got the better hair, though. I, I didn't get the hair uh, jeans. I've at least so. got some. Yeah, I'll I take that. Me and Justin didn't. You took all the hair jeans, and me and Justin yeah. didn't get any. So. <laughs> well, I think we're all very attractive gentlemen. All right, well, we'll see you guys next Tuesday uh, on Law Talk. You guys keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.